Here's the Smart Retirement Cast brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt. Welcome back, listeners, for another great show of Smart Retirement Podcast. We are so thankful that you guys have been tuning into the past episodes, subscribing, and listening to what Matt and I think are just a good way to refresh your mind and learn more about how to prepare for retirement. I'm Mike Points, your co-host, and I'm here with Matt Hollander. Matt, what's going on? Just uh, hanging out. We've finally dipped down into the double-digit weather here in Arizona, so it's... uh... I guess summer is almost over for us, which is kind of nice. <laughs> the devil's left the building. He's down in Mexico. <laughs> That's uh... <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. So... I'm looking forward to our visit in March when I'm going to come see you and, and go to spring training baseball. Um, yeah, that's going to be a ton of fun. For those of you that don't know me, I'm a Giants fan, um, San Francisco Giants fan. So my baseball season is over already, even though the playoffs haven't started yet. Um, but your Diamondbacks look like they might squeak in in a little wild card. A little bit of a wild card action. We'll see what happens there. So yeah. that could be uh, that could be exciting. So, well, speaking of things cooling down, um, the Treasury note, uh, the ten-year Treasury note, I should say, has jumped back up to one point seven five percent as of Tuesday, September. Um, and I think what we're what we're looking at now is we're just seeing a correction. You know, I, I read daily about this market because as a mortgage loan officer, you're, you're constantly wondering, is it time to, you know, lock in your loans or, or contact your clients for refinances based on what's happening in the marketplace? You've got to be looking forward. And currently what's happening is I just think it's a good old fashioned correction that people thought the bottom was falling out. And um, now they're realizing that they should get back into the equities market. And in two weeks from now, I'll be saying the opposite, right, Matt? Because volatility <laughs> is the new norm. It's like a roller coaster, Mike. <laughs> yeah. It's up, it's down. You get into this discussion way more than I do. I don't have to have like a should we sell our assets conversation or how do I rebalance my portfolio? But you probably, I, I would imagine it's present in every conversation you have. Well, yes. And I think a lot of my clients right now are, are really trying to find, okay, we've made a decent amount of money over the last nine, 10 years in this bull run. Mm. When should we take the chips off the table? And what should we put it in that's going to one, A, protect it, and over time, still let the asset grow? Right. So in today's right. show, we're going to discuss a, one of the ideas there uh, that I think a lot of people kind of have a mixed feelings on, if you will. So, but before we get into that, uh, Mike, from our last show, I had a couple questions that came in. Uh, both of them are directed, uh, looks like to be reverse mortgage type questions. So I'm going to field them okay. to you. Okay? okay. Yeah. We'll do that right before we get into the annuity show. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So I've got Ellen from Santa Barbara. And she's been reading that the maximum allowable FHA appraisal value on a home in California is 726000 Yeah. Uh, that's correct, right, Mike? That's right. That's what they cap it at. So even okay. if your house appraises for more, you're stuck there. Got it. She says her house is lovely and has a guest unit. I'm sure it um, is. And it recently appraised for $1.6 million. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> that sounds about right in Santa Barbara. Yeah. So she's got a current loan balance of five hundred fifty thousand, mm. but she's under the assumption she cannot complete a reverse mortgage because her you right. know they, they're only allow you know up to seven twenty six, and that throws off issues there. So thoughts? Yeah. First off, Ellen, thanks for listening to the show. Love the question because it is one that comes up frequently. Where uh, and this is. I'm going to explain this really quick and then I'm going to answer your question. So um, right at the time of the mortgage crash, many other banking institutions got out of the reverse mortgage market. In fact, the government wanted it that way for most of the time. And, and FHA took over the HECA mortgage, the home equity line of credit mortgage, um, which we call the reverse mortgage. So what I'm telling you is that most of these um rules that you're reading about or that especially the the more affluent or more uh the the higher valued home owner runs into is standard fha guidelines so what fha is saying is that we're we're gonna really really force you to have a lot of equity in your home if you have a 1.6 million dollar home we're gonna appraise it for 726,000, which means you still have to meet based on your age, our loan to value requirement at 70 years old, you'd have to have 50% of that home of, excuse me, 50, you can't have a balance that's higher than 726,000. Excuse me. Let me start over. You can't have a balance. That's more than 50% of 726,000. So that'd be like 363,000. Well, Ellen here, she's got great equity. I mean, she's at a 33% loan to value. And um, what that means is that she's now rolling right into what's coming into the marketplace, which is jumbo mortgage, uh, reverse mortgages. So started back up heavily in 2018. We saw about six or seven companies step into this market. And when your house is valued, I would say $900,000 or more, it makes sense to switch into the jumbo reverse mortgage. Um, our job is really to show you both. Um, I can tell you right now that the fees in the jumbo reverse mortgage are slightly higher, but you wouldn't even qualify for an FHA reverse mortgage. So good question, Ellen, because I think many clients just see this and say, oh yeah, I, I can't qualify for a reverse mortgage. I just won't start the conversation. Whereas the marketplace has now evolved in the last really 18 to 20 months and opened up an opportunity because as we've seen in the real estate market, equity went just crazy the last five years. We're at 1.6 trillion in equity in, in the real estate market in just um, America alone. So um, at the end of the day, you've got to be able to have a conversation with your loan officer about these other products out there so that you don't shoot yourself in the foot and just go get a big old home equity line of credit and make interest only payments. So that was good. That was a good one. And, you know, I would be I would be shocked that to hear that many people aren't running into this problem in California. The values in, of most homes in California exceed seven hundred twenty six thousand, especially if you're on the coastal part of the state. No kidding. All right. I got one more for you, Mike. Uh, this is Steve from San Mateo. Well, that's where uh, my dad lives. Yeah. So looks like Steve uh, is recently remarried. And his spouse is under the age of 62, but he's 70. 
Okay. Um, he says, I'd like to have her stay in the home if I pass away, but I cannot find a clause in my current reverse mortgage contract that states she can. So he wants right. to know, should he get a new reverse mortgage or can he contact the bank and have them make a modification to the current loan? What does he do? Awesome question. Yeah. So there was a ruling in 2013, the courts ruled um, that the, the housing and urban development regulation that allowed lenders to demand surviving spouses to immediately repay that reverse mortgage is has been totally changed. So what was happening before 2013, um, if you weren't on the loan, uh, maybe because you weren't of eligible age or, you know, for whatever reason, you just, uh, you know, maybe for strategy purposes, you weren't put on the loan, whether it's the husband or the wife and the borrowing spouse passes away immediately you'd have six months to refinance that existing reverse mortgage or sell the house to pay off the mortgage. So terrible, terrible situation, especially if you've got someone that's wanting to age in place, which we talk about, right, Matt? Yep. And aging in place, it would just be, you know, all of a sudden the needle would come off the record player and they'd have to figure out a whole new plan. So rightfully so, uh, a case Bennett, at all versus Donovan, I believe, is uh, in 13 required that now lenders, if must allow a non-borrowing spouse the option to stay in the house, also not have a payment, just like the uh, mortgage was existing before your loved one passed away. Um, but there are a couple little things you have to follow. And um, you're welcome to uh, send us uh, another email if, if this is touching a nerve with you listeners. Or you can always email us at info at smartretirementcast.com. Um, but here's a couple that I know of just off the top of my head. So the non-borrowing spouse, if they're married to the borrower at the time of the loan closing, um, they need to remain married to the borrower through the duration of the borrower's lifetime. So it can't be a situation where they separated. Now you found out that, you know, your loved one passed away, you're going to move back into the house and take over ownership and have a reverse mortgage. You can't do that. The, the spousal status needs to be disclosed at origination. So this is really speaking back to you, Steve, you, if the, I think you closed out this reverse mortgage before you remarried, you're going to have to do a new reverse mortgage to satisfy yourself. You're not going to be able to contact that lender and revise um, you know, some clause, as you mentioned. So you're really going to have to sit down um, with someone like myself and just go over the details of where the market's at. Fortunately for you, the market has been cooperating, um, especially the last three months. And then the other thing that I want to make sure that's, I just know right off the top of my head, the non-borrowing spouse that's that survives and is ready to stay in that house based on this new law has to follow the simple uh, requirements of the loan, which means you have to live in that house as your primary at least half the year, Matt. And you have to be able to um, still keep up with things like the property tax payments and the insurance, unless those are rolled into the reverse mortgage impounds. So anyways, uh, good questions. I'm glad we had listeners uh, listen to the show last uh, our last episode was all about reverse mortgages, but that's enough about reverse mortgages. I think it's time to get into the show today, which is all about annuities, how to use them and supplement them into your retirement. And Matt, this is where you get to show off your skills. Thank you, Mike. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we want to take a quick little break before we get right into it? Or do you want to give us a teaser? No, let's go ahead. Let's take a break. And when we come back from the break, we'll discuss, uh, you know, what an annuity is, kind of how they work, where they're going to fit in in retirement. Uh, and if, you know, an annuity is right for you. So we will be right back after this break. Do you have enough money saved for retirement? How much is enough? Let's put things in perspective. It's estimated that you'll need roughly $250,000 in retirement just for medical expenses. So think about that number again. If you need some help, talk to Century Financial Consultants today and create a complimentary financial master plan that will show you exactly how long your money will last and give you peace of mind. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. Hey guys, Mike Points, co-host of Smart Retirement Podcast and a licensed loan officer. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you sat down with your mortgage officer to discuss how your mortgage is going to affect you during retirement or how the current products and laws out there now are different from when you originally got your mortgage? Allow my team of retirement specialists and myself to put together a proposal for you that shows all of the different products and options you have right now. This is something we can implement in the next one to two months that helps you improve your current situation. If you're not able to remove your mortgage payment with your current mortgage, if you're not able to tap into the liquidity, and if you're not able to prepare better for healthcare costs, I want to show you how we can do that. So please contact me by calling 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Once again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, option two, or contact me at info at smartretirementcast.com. Look forward to hearing from you soon. And MLS number 1246224. back and if you can't get excited about what we're going to talk about next which is annuities then you should check your heart rate because i think these are the this is the retirement product that has gotten a bad rap in the marketplace right matt absolutely but there is something special about a guaranteed payment coming to you in retirement also the ability of just the way that these things can get structured so just right off the bat matt help some of our listeners who are just learning for the first time. Maybe they've heard the word annuity, but they're not entirely certain as to what this product does. So give us some background and take it away. Thank you, Mike. All right. So an annuity is a contract between you and an insurance company. And you usually get these to cover specific goals, such as maybe principal protection in retirement, lifetime income, legacy planning, 
uh, even can be used. Uh, some of them have the ability to have long-term care uh, riders and things put onto them. So it can help kind of combat the long-term care costs that are extremely expensive in today's world. Um, yeah. You know, annuities have actually been around for centuries. They date back to ancient Rome, believe it or not, Mike. Uh, people back then would make a single payment in return for an annual uh, lifetime of payments. Uh, you know, even back then, people were concerned about uh, uh, retirement planning, which I found kind of interesting. And equally on the flip side of the transaction, I mean, the Coliseum just doesn't pay for itself, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's a it's a bilateral contract where, you know, obviously funds are going into a company, but sure. with a promise to come back, which is crucial when you decide who you decide to do business with, I would imagine, you know, Rome's going to be a lot more, um, a lot more likely to do long-term business with you than let's say some country out in Mesopotamia, right? Which isn't even around anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, what's interesting is annuities actually became popular here in the U S during the great depression. Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. Just like social security. Exactly. People were concerned about stock market uh, volatility endangering their retirement. I mean, it makes total sense. So when annuities first kind of came out is they were essentially to replace income streams. You would hand the insurance company a a lump sum of money and they would say, hey, you know, based upon your life expectancy, we're going to pay you out this amount of money for the rest of your life. If the account balance inside that annuity goes to zero, well, we're going to continue to pay you. So you're trying to combat longevity risk is essentially what's happening right. with an annuity, right? Uh, you know, more and more people today are, you know, they're not, they don't have pensions and things through work, no. right? So you can utilize annuities for, for pension replacement, uh, if you will. So. And not to mention, I mean, isn't it true that most people have been given the wand to construct their own retirement? So defined contribution yep. Doesn't mean that you get this, you know, we've talked about this in other shows, especially the fees show where, you know, the manager of the fund could be you. And, you know, I think with an annuity that gives you the ability with sitting down with someone like yourself, you say, okay, I need to hedge a certain portion. I need to make a certain amount of income. Right, Matt? Yep. Yep. Exactly. I mean, you know, kind of think of an annuity like social security. Right. Social Security, you were working throughout your lifetime for the expectation that at a later date, you were going to receive income payments from Social Security. Now, you know, there's things with Social Security we talked about in our other show. If you haven't listened to it, go back onto our site or your, whatever listening platform you're on and go and check out our Social Security show. But, uh, you know, it's essentially originally was designed to create income. Now, there has, over the last 10, 15 years, these insurance companies are getting clever and designing products that will really fight against market risk uh, and market volatility. So we'll talk a little bit about those products here in a little bit. Okay. But, you know, I really just kind of want to explain, you know, how an annuity works. Uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about it. You're, you're giving a insurance company money. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially what happens is you're transferring the risk of yourself. You're inside of an, an annuity contract. You're called the annuitant, okay, or the insured. Um, so you're essentially transferring your risk to that insurance company. Right. right? 
very similar to you know life insurance or anything like that. Uh, that's a that's a key step in risk management transference. You know, it just absolutely, and that makes it appealing to quite a few people, especially the older they get, because you can't just get the money tomorrow, right? You can't like start paying. Like if I'm 37 or 38, can I just write a big fat check and say, whew, I don't have to think about it. Start giving me money next month. No, uh, especially yeah. at 36, because you know, with an annuity, um, there's penalties and things actually, if you start taking money out before 59 and a half. So there's that as well. Um, right. So it, you know, it truly is like a retirement piece. Abso- absolutely. And I'm not saying you can't get income after 30 days by any means. There are products that will allow you to do that. But in your scenario there, Mike, if he's 36 years old or she's 36 years old, uh, an annuity is not going to probably be the best recommendation there for that client to start taking income immediately. Probably okay, a great sure. recommendation you know, for something later on. Um, there's really four different types of of annuities, and I just kind of want to touch on all of them so our listeners have an idea of what's out there. So the first one that's out there is called an immediate annuity. And an immediate annuity is, or some people will call them a SPIA or a single premium immediate annuity. But essentially what's happening is you're taking a lump sum of money and giving it to the insurance company. That money at that point is bye-bye, see you later, you're not going to have access to it anymore. And that insurance company is going to say, okay, we're going to pay you based upon your life or 10 years, 20 years, whatever it may be uh, that you agree upon with that insurance company. Now, immediate annuities are kind of where annuities started. And now all these different types of products have came along with it. So along with- Essentially like a bond. I mean, an immediate annuity is just like a bond. You you stole that one right from me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. No, it's okay. Um, You know, but the difference when you're looking at a bond, you still have access and you can liquidate that bond. Hmm. Once you purchase an immediate annuity, it is absolutely irrevocable. Okay. Um, You know, I don't really use immediate annuities in planning anymore just because it leaves so little flexibility for my clients that unless we're really trying to do some type of estate planning or right. um, state benefit planning, we really don't use immediate annuities a whole lot in my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other type of annuity that's out there is what's called a fixed annuity. And a fixed annuity is kind of like your CD down at the bank. Gotcha. Um, they're going to have a set rate right now somewhere around 3%-ish. Uh, again, with the market going up and down, those change. Um, but you set a term, you know, you, when you go into the bank, you, when you buy a CD, you buy a, you know, a one year, two year, three year, whatever it may be, a fixed annuity is very similar. So you'll go in, usually you're going to do at least a three year term on a fixed product and you can go all the way up to a, a, a 10 year, but at least you set in exactly what interest rate you want. Uh, what's nice about a fixed annuity versus a CD though, is that fixed annuity is tax deferred. Whereas your CD is taxed as earned, right? right? So, you know, if you've got money sitting in a CD and you're not taking that interest and you're just rolling over the interest like most people do, you're still getting taxed on the gains every year. Whereas in the fixed annuity, you're not going to get taxed until you take the money out. Um, The other thing that's kind of nice about a fixed annuity compared to a CD is most companies will allow you to take out uh, 
at least your earned interest every year, if not up to uh, 10% of whatever the premium was in that policy. So, you know, if you put in 50 grand, you can take out five grand a year if you needed to. Uh, CDs, you know, you don't have that flexibility. So that's kind of a nice feature there. Um, that's good to know. That's good to know. The tax deferral piece is nice, but you're take in exchange, you're, you're giving up some interest rate appreciation risk, right? Well, I should yes. say that in another way. You're not getting the higher yield of probably these next products you're going to tell us about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the fixed annuity is really going to be for that person that says, okay, hey, I, I know what type of return that I need and mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. Yeah. They want to know exactly. Exactly. They want to know exactly what the returns are going to be. Sure. And they want to be able to count on that. Right? Yeah. Especially if you're trying to do just some strict income planning where you're just like, okay, I don't want to even touch the principal of this thing. I just want to live off the interest. Well, that's where a fixed annuity is going to kind of play it. Yeah. Work. It's like a 10 year check. Exactly. Cool. The next product that uh, has been out for quite a while is a variable annuity. And a variable annuity still has investment risk. So this is a security product, and it's very similar to a mutual fund, if you will. So what happens with a variable annuity is you're still transferring the risk. Your initial principal that you put into that policy is guaranteed never to go down. Okay. Now that's a nice feature. So if you put a hundred grand in there, your hundred grand will always stay the same, less any fees, which in a variable annuity are high. Uh, fees on a variable annuity usually will range anywhere between two and a half to almost 4% a year. Uh, Yowza. Just, yeah. So they're, they're not cheap okay. now, but what you're getting in return is the guarantee of your principal, less any mm -hmm. fees or any money you've taken out and the ability to invest in the market and have that downside protection, right? Yeah, that's pretty valuable. And I, I would assume it's pretty straightforward, much like a mutual fund where you're getting moderate or aggressive or you know, slightly less than moderate type portfolio allocations. Yeah, depending on the company that offers it, uh, there's usually okay. 30, 30 plus different options that you can pick. You know, Think about it like your 401k plan, right? You've got different okay. accounts you can pick. It's kind of like that. Um, well, that's a nice but, hybrid for the individual who doesn't want to lose principal, but still yeah, doesn't want to like say, I'm done thinking about, you know, the market. It can be. But I mean, here's the other thing with a variable annuity. If you're paying two and a half to 4% a year in fees to do this, mm -hmm. wouldn't you be better off maybe looking at some other investment options to be able to do the same thing? I mean, give up a little bit of the return and not have any of that risk. So, you know, the variable annuity there over the last five years, their sales have been declining uh, because of another product that we use quite a bit in my firm. Uh, it's called a fixed indexed annuity or an equity indexed annuity. They've got tons of different names for these things, but uh, it's kind of like a merger of a variable annuity and a fixed annuity. Okay. Okay. So the beautiful thing with a, an indexed annuity is you're going to follow an index. Let's say the S&P 500, right? Okay. And this thing's going to track what the S&P 500, 500 is doing over an annual basis. And you are going to get a percentage of that return. 
right? So it might be 60%, but you're not going to have any downside risk. So what does that mean? So, you know, if the market goes up 10%, you're going to get 6%. You're not going to get the full 10. But if the market goes down 10%, you're going to get stuck with a zero. So that's kind of a neat way of looking at it. You're transferring that risk. No, you don't have all the upside potential, but that's also why you don't put all your money in something like this. This is a great way to, you know, think of it like a bond replacement. Um, there's a famous economist by the name of Roger Ibbotson that actually came out and predicted that indexed annuities uh, were going to outperform bonds in the near future and help smooth out uh, the returns in your portfolio. And that's a really good white paper. If it's something that any of the listeners would like to see, I'm happy to send it to you. Uh, shoot me an email at info at smartretirementcast.com or give us a call at 866-53-RETIRE. Again, that's 866-53-RETIRE. And I can get you that, uh, that report there that Mr. Ibbotson had put together. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to discuss a little bit about what features and things that these products may have in them. Uh, there's certain riders and things that uh, can be available to you. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Mike Points here, co-host of your show, Smart Retirement Podcast. Did you know that you can convert your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, and it doesn't matter how much income you make every year? That's right. Tax-free retirement is right at your fingertips. Allow me to show you how the mortgage of your home helps you afford the conversion to do this by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE, option two. Let me make the rest of your life the best of your life. With trade wars escalating, the market is seeing some serious volatility. Are you nervous? With banks not paying anything on their CDs, where can you put short-term funds for decent growth? Look no further than Century Financial Consultants. We have a new five-year guarantee product paying 3.6%. This product is tax-deferred unlike a traditional CD, and your rates won't change like an indexed annuity. You're guaranteed. Contact Matt at Century Financial Consultants today at 623-428-9976. That's 623-428-9976. All right, we're listening to Matt Hollander with Century Financial talk to us about the different types of annuities. I'm your co-host, Mike Points with Central Coast Lending. And again, we want to thank you for listening to the show today or wherever you are. Maybe you're digging in the garden, driving to uh, an event, or just you know on the treadmill. But we really do appreciate your guys' involvement, please send us questions, comments, concerns you have about your retirement at info at smartretirementcast.com. Um, you can always connect with us by dialing 866-53-RETIRE. Option one is my man here, Matt Hollander, who's talking about annuities today. And I'm option two. We can talk about any type of mortgage you have. Um, it doesn't matter if it pertains directly to reverse mortgages, which was the last show. It could be any type. So please contact us at 866-53-RETIRE. So Matt, right before the break, you broke down for us the four pillars, the four types of annuities out there. And now you're going to get into 
what I like to call the bells and whistles. So this is how you structure them, you tailor them, you listen to your clients and provide them with something. Also, these are what, what's out there in the marketplace. Maybe you not may not be aware of listeners. So uh, Matt, take it away and let us know what's out there today. So the first thing I want to cover uh, here is the problem with the, that most people, you know, kind of have a bad idea of annuities. And I think a lot of that's because annuities just kind of like sold to people. They're not you know, tailored to fit what they need. Uh, they walk into an advisor's office who's the top agent for uh, XYZ insurance company, and they're just going to shove that product down your throat. We see that a ton here yeah. in Arizona. Um, you know, there's a couple of real big advisors here and I've met with some of their, uh, prospects that they were trying to bring in and I've sat down and I, they're like, Oh, we met with so-and-so I'm like, Oh, did they show you this? And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of their thing. So unfortunately mm -hmm. that happens a lot. And I think that's where a lot of the bad stigma comes from on annuities is, wow, you know, this person is doing this and this all sounds really great, but you know, keep in mind, you're buying an annuity for a purpose and there's different types of annuities that we discuss, but there's also different functions that these products will do inside of them. That's where it gets really, really complicated and you want to know what you're buying um, or investing in, if you will. With yeah. an annuity, uh, you know, there, there's different routes. I mean, you could be purchasing one for strictly just market protection but you want some decent growth and when i say decent growth probably somewhere between four and six percent i mean if someone's showing an illustration on annuity for 10 11 percent uh kindly walk out of their office because you know all of these things they're they're they use these indexes that they just came out with but they backdate them to make them look super pretty from 10 years ago well it's pretty easy to put together an index that would have done really, really well over the last 10 years sure. standing today, right? Yeah. So just be wary of that. Um, you know, some of these hybrid indexes that they're coming out with inside these products, uh, you know, some of them can be really, really good, but, you know, you want to just kind of be aware of what you're, what you're looking at. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other thing uh, that we've got here is with an annuity is income, right? The, the original reason that they were designed for is a lifetime stream of payments. So we've got that option. And then you've also got, uh, you know, long-term care planning inside of these. And we've also got uh, legacy planning or an enhanced death benefit. So yeah, you mentioned that in the first segment. I am I think that's the part that interests me. I was under the impression, Matt, um, and I'm sure many, many other people are, is that, you know, when you pass away, the annuity stops. Right. And is that like a, the way you set up the annuity or is that the type of annuity you buy? Because you keep mentioning legacy planning. I mean, if I've got two kids and and they're uh, or, or a wife that could use this income, I want to I want to exhaust it. I want to squeeze every last drip of blood out of that turnip that I gave that chunk of money to the insurance company for. I don't want to lose any of it. Sure. Zero. Yep. I get it. So, I mean, that is probably the most common myth with annuities is, you know, really? they're worried that the insurance company is going to keep their money if they die, right? Their, their, their estate's not going to get anything. So it really comes down to how your policy is set up. Now, mm. we talked about those immediate annuities earlier. Now, those are kind of tricky because 
I mean, you're putting in a lump sum of cash. And if you don't have any type of return of premium rider built into it, that if you die too early, um, yeah, the insurance company does. And that's why we don't really use them anymore. Uh, with these index products that I'm talking about, and let's say you've set it up for a lifetime payment of income. Now, when we're looking at income, uh, there's two different ways we can set that up. We can set up a single life income or a joint life income. So if you're concerned that the income continues to your spouse, they're going to give you a little bit of a reduction in the payment, um, mm -hmm. but it will continue for both of your lives. Keep in, kind of think like uh, a pension, if you will. Exactly. Right. That's a survivor exactly benefit on your pension. Same type of deal there. So you're going to have a little bit of a reduction, but nonetheless, your spouse or whoever your joint uh, owner is going to be on that policy will still reap the benefits of it. And hopefully um, not her new boyfriend. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. So, you know, with an index annuity, let's say you put a hundred grand in that thing and you live for 10 years after you did it and you've taken out 20 grand, right? So let's say there's no growth in it and let's say there's 80 grand left over. The insurance company doesn't keep that. You know, your beneficiaries, whoever is notated as your beneficiary, uh, when we put your policy together, they're going to okay. receive those funds. Okay. Okay. So and they wouldn't really receive them as an income stream if they're under that magical age. They would just get like a, a net check. It kind of depends on how they want to take it. The insurance company is going to give them options. They can take okay. it as payments. They can take it as a lump sum. They can take it as, uh, you know, lifetime income. So there's different options there. Um, so if anyone out there that's listening, you know, is inheriting an, an annuity, you know, give us a call at 866-53-RETIRE. Uh, option one, speak to me because I'd love to kind of give you some ideas of what might be the best way to take that money from that. Um, the other thing I would mention there is, listeners, if if you currently have an annuity and you're just maybe not sure if it's doing everything you thought it was, or you know maybe you've had it for ten years, there might be something else better out there. You know, mm -hmm. again, call in, send us an email eight six six five three retire. I'll be happy to put together a, an analysis on your current annuity plan for you and give you an idea of, you know, exactly what you have and if there's something else better out there. You know, a lot of these companies now on these index products are offering bonuses when you come in. So let's say you've got a variable annuity that you've had for four or five years and usually a variable annuity is going to be a seven year contract. Uh, you want to get out of it early right? You're, you're not happy with the, what, what it's doing. You're seeing right. the volatility in the market and you're, you're a little worried about it. And you maybe want to look into one of these index products. Well, a lot of the time we can get you a bonus to cover any loss that you might've had uh, coming out of that for surrender penalties and things like that. And that um, goes into the new policy. It's not like a I'll bonus go, check. No, it's not a bonus check. It's just going to be added Darn. to your account value. But <laughs> uh, nonetheless, you know, you're not going to be losing out on, you know, uh, the fees and things inside of that. So, Lost assets. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So sometimes you even come out in a more positive, uh, you know, area than you were before. Um, what I want to make sure is listeners keep in mind when an insurance company is going to guarantee you payments, you know, the guarantees inside these policies are only as secure as the insurance company making them. Um, you know, there's different rating agencies out there like AM Best, Moody's, Standard & Poor's uh, that rate these. And then there's actually what's called a Comdex rating. They, they rate these insurance companies on a scale of 1 to 100. 
what I'll tell you is make sure you're dealing with an A-rated company. Um, you know, that way you just don't have that that worry, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, insurance companies don't go out of business, right? They, they usually get bought out, renamed, whatever it may be. But we're talking about your retirement here. And we don't want to be taking any chances, right? That's why you're doing the annuity in the first place is because you're wanting to either a, yeah, you're trying to get away from whatever risk you're trying to avoid, whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, longevity risk and you're concerned about income, you're concerned about market risk. These products can do that for you. You know, there's there's a, an ad I hear all the time that, that says, you know, your money can go up with the market, but never down. And it, it's so true, but... You got to make sure you know what you're looking at, what you're purchasing, and just make sure that you know it's 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 the right thing for you. And I think once that happens, uh, annuities can work really really well. It's again going back to the this comment I made earlier is don't be sold a product. You need to buy it yourself and do your research. There's tons of different policies out there, and again, you know, with all these different features inside of them. There's no one product that's going to do all of them perfectly. So you may want to even have two or three different policies to do these things, type of things for you. Okay. Um, I don't want to get into too much in this show about, you know, the riders and things like that. We will be doing future shows discussing okay. just indexed annuities uh, and going a little bit more into detail of you know the different writers and things available with them but i just wanted to give the listeners today a a general idea of kind of what different products are out there and how they can assist in retirement so also i I would say that you know the one thing i like that you touched on which we talk about throughout all of our shows is the you know the understanding of liquidity in retirement you know be able to make a decision that gives you some warm and fuzzies and helps you sleep better at night. I call it my sleep quotient. You know, if I, if my sleep quotient's high, I'm happy with, you know, the returns I'm getting. I don't need to be greedy, but as you age, liquidity becomes more and more difficult. You know, you've lost that paycheck that you used to get every two weeks that gave you that discretionary income. It's all a matter of chessboard games now. So if you felt a pinch on your liquidity, and maybe you're tied up in one of these annuities where you could utilize those assets more effectively. I think that's a great, if we've sparked that in you today, then we've done our job. Um, and truly the, the best part of the show is that, you know, you don't have to ever call us, but we're welcome to hear and talk to you because we believe we're, we're out here providing education with the purpose of creating a, a smart retirement village. You know, I want everyone to be able to understand that they can contact Matt or I, no matter what state they're in, and talk to us about what's on their mind. Keep sending us in those questions. We love them. They're great. And please note that you can subscribe to this show on many different podcast platforms, right, Matt? I mean, in addition to the iOS or the Apple podcast, we're on what I think is seven different podcasts. I know we just got accepted to iHeartRadio. We did. We yep. did. And we're actually trending uh, right at the top of iHeartRadio right now. If you just type in retirement on there, we're actually the first show. So that's really exciting. In the podcast function. Yeah, you got to filter for podcasts. I didn't see it at first, but Matt had to help me. Um, but yeah, that's pretty neat. 
And, you know, do us a favor. If you've got a family member or a friend that's, you know, listening to podcasts or at retirement age, I would say 50 or older, let them know about our show. We want to help them as well. Um, not only is this good content for you as a financial savvy person, but many of your family or friends or loved ones aren't telling you that they've got something that's bugging them about their finances in retirement. Yeah, I mean, what, a, what an easy way just to kind of provide information to them. That's that's a great point, Mike. I mean, sometimes people don't like discussing finances, but you can say, right. hey, check out this show. And then we've got the, the library full of different topics that may be concerning, you know, a loved one that you've got. The other thing I want to mention is if you're listening to us on any of these different streaming platforms, please, 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 uh, you know, give us a five-star rating on there. That helps us kind of climb up onto the charts and, and keep bring, being able to bring you this, uh, this information that uh, we think is, is very powerful. So with that, Mike, uh, anything you'd like to add before I, I wrap up here? That's it. That's it. We're past Labor Day, so we're into the beginning of the fall season. Um, and I'm just looking forward to, I am a big fan of fall and winter. So I'm looking forward to like Thanksgiving and the holidays that are just around the corner. I know it's September, which sounds like, gosh, what are hey, you talking it's, about? It's but... still football season. So this is good. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's where I spend most of my free time is watching which quarterback or running back I need to put on my fantasy football team. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, good. Well, thanks listeners for a show, Matt. Great job today. Thanks for educating us all about annuities. Thanks, Mike. All right, everybody, let's go out and make the rest of our life the best of your life. Thanks for listening. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224.